0: Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. As I said earlier, I want to congratulate you for being here, for being online to start 2021. What you do first, talked about that in our giving, is very important. What I do first determines God's blessing on everything that follows. So you've done a very good thing by being here, by gathering, by worshiping, by being online. This is a statement of faith. You know what we're saying, God? I want to put you first. Lord, I want to begin this year worshiping you, putting you first in my life. And and, and you're doing that. Now let's be honest. Could we say... 2020 has probably been the most unusual year any of us have ever gone through. Would you say amen to that? It, it, it's been unusual. And so ending 2020, uh, you know, we we prayed and we have some special prayer, you know, on, on New Year's Eve to pray in the new year. And I thought this was funny. We need to have a little smile and a laugh. But I saw this. Look at this. Whoever prayed last New Year's Eve, I need y'all to sit this one out. You get the man of the word. You didn't do it. Whoever did that, you just sit this one out. Let somebody else pray this year. Well, it's kind of funny, you know. Let's laugh at that. But we get that, don't we? It's kind of the feeling. But here's what we need to understand. Let's not run away from 2020. Let's not just stick our head in the sand and just ignore it and act like it never happened or or, or just try to, you know, not think about it. What should we do? What I want to share with you today, I believe, positions you. For God to do everything he wants to do in 2021. How many of you say, Pastor, I don't want to miss anything God has for me in 2021? Okay, this is going to help us. It's going to help us. So we're not going to run away from 2020. But what we need to do is say, God, what do I need to learn from 2020? What do I need to learn? What are the things that are good I need to take out of 2020? What do I need to do? See, we're asking ourselves, it's a good question. What can I do? What must take place? For 2021 to be better than 2020, there are some things, but we need to understand what that is. It's not just writing down a new date. Everybody understand that? Just because you flip the calendar doesn't mean anything has changed. Just because now we're saying 2021 instead of 2020, that doesn't change anything. So, what does make 2021 better? What are the things that we look for? Let me help you with some things again. I'm I'm, I'm really laying some foundation. For what you and I need to see and do as we go on this year, there's a word we must have in this season, and that is the word discernment. It has never been more important for you and I as believers to understand the times and know how we should respond. The word discernment, biblically discernment simply means I look at life through God's perspective. I'm going to look at life through God's perspective. Guys. We need that like we've never needed that. Lord, give us discernment. Help us understand these times and know what we should do. We're not running and hiding. We're not living in denial. We're not just hoping there's magic dust or rubbing a rabbit's foot or throwing salt over my shoulder. No. How do we allow God to fulfill his purposes in our life? To genuinely make 2021 the year we're praying for and the plans that God has. Let me tell you and be very frank and open with you. As your pastor, as a father, as a husband, as a grandfather, as a pastor, as a friend, I am personally expecting God to do significant things in 2021. I am believing for breakthrough in 2021. I am praying for awakening and revival and and, and advance in 2021. I'm believing God's going to do great things for us. I have an expectation about that. As I pray, I'm praying. Now, I'm going to take you through some things. I'm not in denial. I told you I'm going to learn from 2020. I told you there's some things that are important, some places we need to position ourselves spiritually as we move into this year. But I'm going to tell you, uh, if, if you're looking for somebody to sing the blues, you're in the wrong service today. If you want me to whine and cry about 2020 and the devil, I'm not going to do it. I know what he's done. I'm dealing with it. Like I said, we're, we're right in the midst of it at this moment. But I have an expectation that God is going to do something significant in this church and in our lives individually if we'll allow him to. And maybe you are a little skeptical. That's all right. And so maybe you're saying, well, pastor, what are you basing that on? What are you basing this expectation as we go into 2021, let me take you through some scriptures. These are important. I want you to see what they say. I'm building a foundation for you today. Let's look at Isaiah 43 and verse number 2. Isaiah 43, 2. See, I told you I'd be there sooner. You just, you, you thought I forgot, didn't you? Isaiah 43, 2. Watch this. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they'll not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you'll not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Now leave that up. What are we saying? I'm saying this. We may have to walk through some high water, okay? 2020 wasn't the easiest year we've ever gone through. We may walk through some seasons where it looks like I'm going to drown or the fire has gotten very hot. But come on, I want you to look at this. When you pass through, how many are passing through? See, I didn't stay. When I'm passing through the waters. what? I will be with you there's my confidence when you pass through the rivers they'll not sweep over you when you walk through the fire you will not be burned the flames will not set you ablaze that's the evidence of my confidence of what God says anybody with me right now let's look at another verse Isaiah 55 11. these verses speak about where we are and where we're going look at this this is God declaring so is my word That goes out from my mouth. Listen, this is strong. You you need these verses. You need to write them down somewhere. Memorize them. Highlight them on your device. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will not return to me empty. But will accomplish what I desire. And achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Pastor, why do you have an expectation? Because God says... His word will never come back empty to him, but will accomplish what he desires and achieve the purpose that he's designed. How many of you believe there's a purpose in your life this year? Yes, there is. And God says he's going to do it. That's encouraging. I want us to look at another Isaiah passage. Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10. Pardon me. Remember Now, I chose this intentionally, all these verses, of course, but particularly this one today. There's so many I could have brought to you. But I want to call your attention to how this verse begins. Remember the former things. Now, often on a New Year's service, on a first Sunday, switching over to New Year, this is what you hear. Let's forget the things of the past. In fact, the Bible says that. So what, what happened? There are some things we need to forget. There's some things you need to let go. How many are listening to your pastor right now? There's some things you need to let go of. But there's some very important things, listen to me, you need to hold on to. I told you we need discernment. We need to understand the time. There's some things you need to let go of. But listen to me, God says there's some things you need to remember today. What do I need to remember? I need to remember the faithfulness of God. I need to remember that although I walked through the river, I did not drown. I need to remember that although the devil tried to burn me up, all he did was make my faith come out purified by fire, and I trust him more than I ever did. Anybody with me right now? See, there's some things I need to hold on to today, right? Remember the former things. Those of long ago. I love it. See, this is God speaking to us. I am God, and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I say amen to that. Let's look at verse number 10. Now, watch this. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. God's, listen, listen what you need to see here, I'm going to connect these with them in a moment. God is way ahead of us right now. God's plan, He sees the end from the beginning we're walking the center of God's will we are moving with a God who sees what's needed before we arrive there we're serving the God who says my word will never fail you and by the way my purposes are going to come about I've seen the end from the beginning look at this next statement God says I say my purpose will stand and I will do all that I please. I'm telling you today, I have an expectation that my God will be who he is and do what he does and he will do it in our lives this year. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, let me tell you something. I didn't dodge any issues. There are going to be some rivers and there may be some fire. I didn't tell you, you if you go to Calvary and have the uh, Emilio Sanchez study Bible that everything's going to float for you. But I'm telling you, we have the God who's able, the God who's bigger, the God who promises, the God who's going to walk with us in this thing. So I need to give you one more verse to, at this point in my message. I want you to look at Joshua one nine, because this is what's going to be required of us. All right, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some courage. Are you with me? It's going to require some courage to see God's best happen in 2021. But he's going to do it. And God's going to make it happen. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. going to take some courage. Everybody with me right now? going to require some courage. God, I'm going to hold on. God, I'm going to trust you. God, I'm going to believe you. Now, I've laid this foundation. I, I want to give you three statements now. They're going to appear on the screen. I've got three statements I want to give you that will position you to go into this year. Are you ready? I want you to get these. Watch this. We must learn to walk in what we do know. What do we know? What has God done? What's your testimony? What have you seen him do? Are you with me? We must learn to walk in what we do know while we are in the midst of what we don't know. Now, you follow me? That makes sense. There are going to be moments called don't know moments. Anybody ever been in one? 2020 was kind of one of those. Nobody knew about the coronavirus. Come on, I've been looking. I didn't see anybody prophesy a coronavirus. I didn't see the government say we're going to have a coronavirus. I didn't see the CDC tell us we're going to have a coronavirus. I didn't see any of that. So there are going to be moments, listen to me, church family, where you're walking and you're going to look up and say, what in the world is going on right now? I don't know know what to do in this moment right now. So what am I going to do? I'm going to learn to walk in what I do know while I'm in the midst of what I don't know. Why? Because we are moving to what God already knows. Come on. that's, That's good preaching and I'm not even preaching. I'm just reading it to you. Come on, let's, let's look at this. We must learn to walk in what we do know while we're in the midst of what we don't know, while we're moving to what God already knows. That's the power of this Christian faith. That's the power of a real God and the real life of real people. See, we have to keep on moving, church family. Do you hear me? We have to keep on moving. Look, the nation of Israel were slaves for 400 years in Egypt and they cried and they prayed and they said God deliver us and God heard them and he sent Moses to deliver them and ten mighty miracles ripped them out of the hands of Egypt they walked on dry ground through the Red Sea to get to the other side and they looked back and saw the Egyptian army drown when the waters went back over them but their problem was they got stuck on the way see they were in Egypt And God said, I'm giving you the promised land, but on the journey from Egypt to the promised land, listen to me, they got stuck. In the transition, They got stuck. It's like in your house. You're in one room, and you say, I'm going to the next room, and you walk down the hall to get to the other room. The hall's not your destination. The other room's your destination. Sometimes we go through transition, but in our transition, are you with me? We're going to hold on to what we know while we're walking through the midst of what we don't know because we're moving to a place God already knows about. We're not going to get stuck. I want to tell you something and I want to know who's with me in this place and and online, I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to get stuck in the coronavirus. I'm not going to get stuck in what happened in 2020. I'm not going to wear this ornery thing for the rest of my life. How many are with me right now? I am not going to be afraid of what happened in 2020. I refuse to get stuck. I want to help you with something. Some of you need to hear this. I had a young single mother working a job, working hard to take care of her and her, she and her family. And she said, this was earlier in the year, she said, Pastor, I didn't get a stimulus check. I was counting on getting a stimulus check and I didn't get one. Are you ready? Hold on. Hold the phone. She said, but I'm glad I didn't get one. Because God showed up and provided for me and provided for my son and took care of us. I'm going to tell you something. I'm not going to get stuck in 2020. I'm not going to get stuck waiting on somebody to give me some money. I trust Jehovah Jireh, the God who is my provider. I'm not going to get stuck in lack. I'm not going to get stuck in fear. I'm not going to get stuck with a mask for the rest of my life. I believe God's going to defeat this virus. God's going to take care of his people. He's going to show himself jehovah jireh we're going to get people back in church we're going to get the power of god going in america i refuse to live my life stuck in the transition of 2020 god said i'm going to fulfill my purpose and i'm planning to go there anybody going to go there with me today come on church family we refuse to get stuck we're not going to give up we're not going to give in We're going to keep moving forward in the purposes of God. Can I help you with something? Don't change who you are going through a crisis. Don't throw your faith away going through a crisis. Don't let what you do not understand rob you of what you do understand. Here's what I know. My God is faithful. My God's provider. My God's healer. My God's deliverer. My God is savior. My God will lead me and guide me and walk with me. And no matter what I see, come on, you sing it. Do you believe it? He's the way maker. Even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't feel it, He's working. Anybody with me on that today? I want to hear you at home right now online. Come on. Amen loud enough. Let me hear you right now. See, here's, here's the truth of that. Here's the power of what we're seeing is that God's with us in this process. God's for us in this process. And we're saying, you know, I'm going to hold on to what I know while I'm walking through the midst of what I don't know and understand because I'm moving to what God already knows. Now, church family, let me tell you something. That's super encouraging, super encouraging. And this is, uh, it works for everybody, but really this is for the Calvary family. This specific thing I'm going to share with you right now adds another layer to this for just this Calvary family. Well, why are you saying just the Calvary? You're trying to be exclusive? No, let me help you. Do you know that this year when we walked into 2021 begins the 40th year of this church? 40th year, 40 years. We, right now as we're going to this, So, Pastor, what's the significance of that? Well, if you look through Scripture, 40 is a powerful number in the Word of God. It's a number connected to preparing, it's a number connected to uh, being proven, it's a number connected to preparation, proving, testing. When someone had walked through a 40 season, it was because God was getting them ready for the best thing he had ever done. God was moving them to the greatest moment they had ever known. They were learning how to use what God had given them. When Jesus was anointed, we read in the early in the Gospels, the Holy Spirit came on him when he was baptized by John. He went into 40 days in the wilderness, but the Bible said he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit. So church family, listen, for you and I at Calvary, we not only are walking in into a year where we believe God's going to show himself strong. We are walking into 2021 on year number 40 for Calvary. And I'm here to tell you, God has lined up this moment and he has great things ready for us in this church. Amen. Let me tell you what, what we know. See, we, we carry something we know in this moment. We carry something we know. Uh, look at second Corinthians two fourteen. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. But thanks be to God. Now, th- th- that all, let me go ahead. That always leads us as captives in Christ. It says, in triumphal procession and uses us to spread the aroma of the knowledge of Mary everywhere. If there's a verse that would describe Calvary these 40 years, I'd pick that verse. You know why? Because we've been in a triumphal procession for 40 years anybody with me we've been walking in the purposes of God we've been moving from victory to victory and we've been spreading the knowledge of Jesus can I tell you something we've had some battles along the way and we've had some fights along the way and we've had to walk through some rivers and go through some fires but this is what we carry with us into 2021 I know that I know that I know that his word never comes back to him empty that he always accomplishes his purpose Come on, anybody seen that happen, we take something. We're going to hold on. We're going to walk with what we know in the midst of what we don't know. We don't know what's coming, but I know on the other side because God already knows where we're going and where we're headed. This is a powerful, powerful prophetic year for this church, and I believe God has lined these things up, preparing us for greater things. Let, let, let me show you. See, we, we, we did the opposite of what Israel did. We did the opposite. Look, look at this with me. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 16. They made a fundamental mistake. I want you to see this. I want you to learn from this. Speaking about Israel, they came out of Egypt during their transition, during their walk in the desert, in the midst of what they didn't know. Watch this. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those that Moses led out of Egypt? <clears throat> and with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies perished in the wilderness? Watch. What was their problem? Verse 18. And to whom did God swear they would never enter his rest, if not to those who disobeyed? Why did they disobey? Verse 19. So we see that they were not able to enter because of what? Their. Now leave that there for a moment. Forty years. These folks, this nation was ripped out of slavery in a day. They saw miracles that no one else has ever seen the like of. They walked through dry ground in the middle of a sea. They saw God provide for them. And yet, while they're walking through this, they stop trusting God. They begin to live in unbelief. They didn't consider what he had done. They didn't remember the former things. They didn't carry their testimony. They didn't honor God for what he had done. And because of that, they went through the motions but never received the promise. Now, let's keep reading. Watch this. We're not going to fall into that place. We go to chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, look at this. Since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Now, look at verse 2. I want to show you something. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, thank God, just as they did. But the message they heard, look at this, was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. All they heard, all they saw, never produced because they never listened with faith. It was of no value, it said. In the King James translation, I'm going to help you with something. It becomes crystal clear. The King James translation said, it was no profit to them now you know what profit is in a business right you know what profit is in, in, in a business you have to spend money to make money everybody with me and so it costs you a certain amount of money to develop a product and your hope as a business is that you will sell that product for more money than it costs you to make it right what's that difference that's profit in other words if it costs me ten dollars to make this and I sell it for twenty I got ten dollars of profit here at the end of my work What I made is my profit. Here's what you need to see. The nation of Israel saw the miracles, witnessed God's power, was evident in front of them. But because they never combined it with faith, watch me, because they refused to hold on to what they knew in the midst of what they didn't know, it didn't give them value. They didn't have any profit. I'm here to tell you today that we need to have faith in our God so that when we walk through a 2020, we come out on the other side and we didn't just survive, we didn't just make it, we didn't just drag our wagon out the other side and say, let's forget about it. We had some value to show for that. I'm here to tell you today it's time the church makes 2020 pay up for what we went through on that time. I'm going to show some value. I'm going to have something to show walking through this. I'm not afraid of 2020. I'm not in denial about 2020. I'm demanding 2020 pay up because we have had faith in our God. Anybody with me? I want 2020 to pay. We have value. You know what that value is? That profit. That's your testimony. It's your testimony. You walked through the fire and it didn't burn you. You walked through the water and it didn't drown you. If you go through a crisis, you should say, I'm not going to come through this crisis and have nothing to show for it. I'm going to come out on the other side and I'm going to have a testimony. I'm going to win this battle. I'm going to give God glory. We need to stop thinking we're just beat down, you know, small, weary, lack, Fear, sickness, the work of the enemy. We're coming out with some profit on this thing. Some value in our faith. Can somebody say, thank God for profit. Thank God for value. Let me give you the good news. Calvary, there's a principle in Genesis 12 where God said to Abraham, listen to this. It's our 40th year. We we have these promises. We have this history of God's faithfulness. Listen, listen. God told Abraham, he said, this is what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to bless you. And he said, I'm going to make you a blessing. And he didn't stop. Well, that's good. This, then he said this. Only God can make this statement. He said, and not only am I going to bless you and make you a blessing, everybody that's good to you, I'm going to bless. I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to bless those who align with you. I'm going to bless those who get with you and go with my purpose. I'm going to bless those who bless you. And this is what he said, and I'm going to curse those who curse you. I'm going to fight your enemy. Let me tell you something, church family at Calvary. Because of what God's doing with us corporately, there's a blessing that rests on you, your family, and your home. It's called blessed by belonging. See, just like he said, Abraham, whoever lines up with you, I'm blessing them. Do you realize what a blessing we have as we walk into 2021, a part of this church family with a history of God's faithfulness, with the expectation of what he's going to do? You are blessed by belonging. Come on, somebody thank God for that. Blessed by belonging. I say it one other way, you're anointed by association Ooh, I like that, the anointing that rests on the house rests on me come on, somebody say amen, that, that anointing goes home with you that anointing works in your life, goes to work with you, goes home with you stays with you, anointed by association we have some unique and specific promises that God is giving to us this year, I want to I, I bring this here and, and point us in the direction we're going in the future. So we've seen these truths. They're powerful. What are they? We, we are understanding that, God, I must learn to walk in what I know while I'm in the midst of what I don't know, while I'm moving to what you already know in my life. If anyone illustrates that, it was Daniel. Daniel illustrates these truths. We, we, we are given the account of his life, a real man, a real account, and we can watch these principles being lived out that's what we're going to begin to move into during the rest of this month let me set it up and then we're going to pray watch this here's daniel daniel was a young man late teens early 20s at most when jerusalem his city fell to the babylonians jerusalem had never been conquered since israel took it over with king david until this time why because they rebelled and rebelled and rebelled and rebelled god could not protect them any longer so the city falls the babylonians come and take Thousands of captives and take them to Babylon to be their slaves, to do their work for them. The spoils of war. Daniel's one of those. Now Daniel was recognized as a very unique man. He had talent and gifts and abilities. So he said, "We're going to train you to serve the king." So Daniel, watch this. This young man, gone through this horrific war, taken now a captive to a foreign land, foreign heathen gods, demonic idols ungodliness all the way around him, everywhere he looks. And what is he going to do? Watch this. We must learn to walk in what we know. Daniel was a young man forced into the midst of what he didn't know. Strange culture, strange people, strange language, demonic religion. And he's thrown in the middle of that But what did he do? We'll go through this. In Daniel chapter 1, he resolved to serve the Lord. He said, I'm going to serve my God. You may throw me in the middle of hell, but I'm going to serve my God. You may throw me in the front door of the devil, but I'm going to serve my God. Listen, he said, I'm going to serve my God in the midst of an ungodly place. If you are going to have the blessing on your life in 2021, you're going to have to resolve. It doesn't matter what my culture does. It doesn't matter what my politics do. It doesn't matter what my government does. It doesn't matter matter of what media does. I'm going to serve my God. How many are with me today? I'm going to serve my God. I'm going to serve my God. If I'm next door to hell, I'm going to serve my God. I'm not cursing either. I'm going to serve my God. If the enemy is around me and tries to do anything, he can't. Daniel said, I resolve. I'm going to serve the Lord. They gave him a different name and tried to steal his identity. Listen, we're not ashamed. Paul said this how many are with me in Romans 1 I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation I will say to you in this church we will never back up give up go away from the name of Jesus from the gospel that saves all men we're not ashamed of the gospel he said I know who I am and you can't take that away from me my God but here's what I want you to see when you're holding on to what you know in the midst of What you don't know, here's how you make it. Here's how you keep your grip. Here's how you stay strong and courageous. Here's what we learn from Daniel on every occasion. You know what Daniel did? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Daniel, we we want you to eat meat that's been offered to idols. We want you to eat. This is where the, the, the fast comes in. We want you to eat this stuff that's been involved in demonic worship. He said, I can't do it. I can't surrender my faith. I can't let go of my faith. I I, I can't give up. I may be in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom, but I'm living in the kingdom of God in the middle of his kingdom. Listen, we're in America in 2021, and we may be in the middle of an ungodly culture, but I'm living in the kingdom of my God in the middle of the kingdom, and you're not going to take my identity, my faith, or my God. And if I need to pray and fast to hold on, then I'm going to pray and fast. That's what Daniel did. Time and time again. We get to chapter 10. Listen, you need to know this. And Daniel's praying. And the angel Michael comes to him. And he said, Daniel, I want you to know something. The first day you prayed, God heard your prayer. Somebody needs to be encouraged with that right now. The first day you prayed, God heard your prayer. Can somebody say amen to that today? He said, "But but an angel was sent to give you the message. And when he came... A demonic spirit has been warring against him to keep the answer away from me. Listen to me, church family. Some might not want to hear it. Some may not want to think about it. But we face the same spiritual battle that Daniel faced in that day. And there are demonic strongholds that do not want your children saved, your family saved, your marriage blessed, your body healed. This nation have a much needed awakening. But he said, you kept praying. For 21 days, that's where we get that. And he said, now God has sent me the mighty Michael, the war angel. Oh, come on. How many want some of the big bad boys to come on down? I I like those big bad angels. I know some of you like the little fat cherub. You know, fanning somebody, fluttering around, look like a corny Valentine. I like those big, bad, mean Michael. I mean, sword-wielding, armor-bearing, devil-killing, fire-snorting out of the throne of God. I don't need me a fat little cherub. I want a fiery Michael. Come swoop down and fight for Calvary and fight for me. Maybe you don't have any battles. I got some big battles. I need a big angel. And he said, God sent me, and I have defeated That spirit, and here's the answer to your prayer. Let me ask you something. Is a spiritual breakthrough worth 21 days of prayer and fasting to you? It is to me. Or your prodigal family being saved worth 21 days? It is to me. Come on, you see what I'm saying? He said, hey, Daniel, you hung in here. You held on. See, get this, get this. You held on to what you knew in the midst of what you didn't know. See, a lot of people have let go waiting on a prayer to be answered. A lot of people have surrendered their faith waiting on a prayer to be answered. Daniel couldn't see what was going on around him. You don't know the war over your prayers right now. You don't know what the devil's trying to do to stop it. You know the devil's more afraid of your future than he is your path. The devil's afraid of what God's going to do when your prayer is answered. See, and so there's a war going on. I can't let go of what I know when I'm walking in the midst of what I don't know because God already knows what's on the other side for me. So Daniel prayed. Prayer and fasting breaks strongholds. Prayer and fasting breaks through barriers. Prayer and fasting, I want to say it again. Prayer connects me to God, but fasting helps me disconnect from some things I need to let go of. Helps me to get out of this thing. Now, if you are under doctor's orders and medical uh, and prescriptions and you're not supposed to do this and do what the doctor said. But but you can still pray, huh? And you can, and maybe you need to fast social media. Well... You know, maybe you ought to turn off Facebook and put your face in God's book. Guess what? God's never unfollowed me. When my face is in the book, I don't care who likes me. Come on, you need to catch up with me. Come on. When my face is in the book, it doesn't matter how many followers I have. See, see, so, so, so maybe, they said, well, I, maybe you want to go back to the food now, huh? <laughs> Why is it always so quiet when you talk about this kind of stuff? So you said, well, I have to eat. Well, just fast social media. Well, I believe, I, I, I believe I'll stop eating then. I'd rather not eat than give up my phone. So, so, so that probably tells you which one you need to let go of right there. So here's the deal. What's it worth? What are we going to do? We're going to do this together. It's going to be exciting. It's encouraging. I'm going to tell you, it's not about the diet. It's not about the food. Believe me, what you can eat on a Daniel fast, we've got all the information there, will help you, not hurt you. But the point is, I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm holding on. When Daniel was rattled, when it came time, and and, and they were against him, and, and, and all of hell was breaking out against him, and they were accusing him. Daniel had some battles, but he had some great victories. He had some great victories. Come on. Everybody loves the account of Daniel thrown into the lion's den. And God shut, the angels shut the mouth of the lions and, and, and God saved him. We, we love that, but we don't like to be the guy thrown in there. We just like to read about the guy thrown in there. We like to coming out of it, but we don't like to going into it. We like God celebrate, but we don't like the people talking about us. So listen, listen, there are going to be some times some people don't like what you do as a Christian. Don't get an attitude, all right? There are going to be some people who don't understand who you are, why you make the decisions you make. They, they, they will resent. Listen, I'm going to help you. They're going to resent the favor of God on your life. They're going to resent the blessings on your life. Don't get an attitude. God has blessed you. God's taken care of you. God's going to bring you through this thing. But what are we going to do? We're going to hold on. <laughs> See, We're going to walk with what we know while we're walking through the lion's then while they're throwing my friends in the fiery furnace, while I'm going through the rivers and the fire, I'm going to know this, God before me, who can be against me in this thing. God's with us. We're going to hold on to these things. I want to, I want to end with this. I want the worship team to come join me right now. I want you to turn to Jeremiah 29.10, and this will be where we pick up next week. Let's, let's go here and stop. Jeremiah 29.10. Now watch this. This is right before one of your favorite verses. And we miss things if we don't really understand how to study the Bible and layer it together. Jeremiah, I want you to hear me, was prophesying. God had spoken to him who was using Jeremiah at the same time that Daniel was taken captive to Babylon. Okay? So these, this, this, the prophecies of Jeremiah overlap Daniel's lifetime. So, so he's prophesying. He's speaking to Israel. He's warning them their disobedience is going to be judged. And it's while he's speaking that disaster falls in Jerusalem and Daniel's taken. Now remember the three things I've told you today to position your faith? What is it? Number one, we're saying that we're going to walk in what we know, hold on to what we know, while we're walking in the midst of what we don't know because we keep moving to what God knows. What does God know? I want you to help you with something. Here they are in the midst of their captivity in their darkest hour. But I want you to look at this. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. Do you know that before they went in, God already said, I'm going to take you out. (laughs) Do you know that before the crisis ever happened, God already had the door out of it? Do you understand I have to hold on to what I know in the midst of what I don't know? Because God already knows something I'm not aware of right now. So if you take me to Babylon, I'm not going to walk away from my God. I'm going to pray and fast like Daniel. I'm going to hold on because God's already made a way for me on the other side. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. There is no temptation taking us, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but will make a way out for you. How many are thankful? Before the trial come, God's already got a door for me over here. God knows what I don't know. Now we go to verse 11 that we love to quote, but this is why. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. What are God's plans for you in 2021? What are God's plans for Calvary in his 40th year? Are you ready? He already knows his plan. His word says he'll do it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to stay on board because, come on, I want you to read it out loud. Come on, here it is. Read it with me. Read it out loud. For I, I'm by myself. I'm going to start again give you one more chance. Let me hear you. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not plans to give you hope and a future I'm holding on to God I'm believing God I'm going to hold on to what I know in the midst of what I don't know because God already knows what's coming down my life I want you to stand with me come on let's stand together church family I'm expectant for 2021 not because it's a new year not because of the calendar not because of anything else but because of the faithfulness of my God the timing of my God I know God's going to do some amazing things we're going to see His greatness Are we're going to face some challenges of course we will every time God advances the enemy tries to stop Him but if He throws a river we're going to come out of that river if He throws a fire we're going to come out of that fire